Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. since our arrival. It is currently laced with, shall I say, more colorful metaphors. Double dumbass on you, and so forth. You mean the profanity? Yes. That's simply the way they talk here. Nobody pays any attention to you unless you swear every other word. You'll find it in all the literature of the period. For example? All the collected works of Jack and Suzanne. The novels are Harold Robinson. Ah. The Giants. Ladies and gentlemen... Boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! Never been in love till I fell in love with you. No, no, what a good time was, I had a good time with you. Didn't want it for feeling one year, I've been a music guy now for when music hits, I feel no pain at all. Episode two thirty something. Seven. I don't know. Eight. Is it eight? I don't know. Six? I think it's two thirty eight. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. 
but uh before before we we have a special we have a special little addendum here before the show we have head of programming and president of sci-fi channel chuck el jefe helms here to uh give you a special i don't know he's got something to say to the fans what do you have to say chuck Well, first off, it's time that Sci-Fi Channel changes everything. Uh, first part of the agenda is Sci-Fi Channel goes back to being spelled the correct way. Just, it bothers me. It bothers everyone. So let's just make it go back to old Sci-Fi. <laughs> That's With the, the first. planet logo and everything. Yes. Uh, second off... It is time to kill Sharknado. As much as I love Sharknado, I've been saying this since the third one come out, it is time to be done. It is time to end that and stop hanging their hat on that. Now, do I like all the shark movies that Sci-Fi Channel does? Yes, I do. That's a good thing. You could still keep Shark Week. Stop Sharknado. Need to end at now. That should be the last one. Next thing on my agenda is I have a couple different programming ideas, a couple of different things. First off, I hire Edison Binkett. I love that kid. I love everything he's doing. He gets his own program. Half hour. hour. Yes, the horse head hour. What I am going to do, all the sci-fi programming that has all the, the original sci-fi movies of over the years. Uh, the ones starring Tara Reid. Uh, the ones with Jeremy London. I dump them in his lap. And every week on Saturday night, like, at midnight, he can make fun of them. Uh, review it in 20, 25 minutes, which usually is some of his segments. So he gets a half hour. The second half hour is filled by a... Uh, Let's say, first off, a 13 or 14, however long it takes, part documentary, stories told by Ken Kish and uh, 42nd Street Pete. And they tell stories about video stores, what it was like back in the day when the video stores were getting started. Talk I like about this film, idea. Things of this nature. Now, also, to part of that documentary and this would happen, I don't know, once a month. Joe Bob Briggs gets not to have Monster Vision, but I always enjoyed his uh, Profoundly Disturbing. And so he gets a half hour to explain each movie that's in his book. I think there's like 26, 27, something like that. He gets the half hour to explain how that changed movie history. And at some point, you know, any you know year or two or you know sooner, have Joe Bob, Ken Kish, and Forty Second Street Pete do an hour talk about how not only science fiction movies have changed and the drive-ins are gone, but just have a documentary of them three talking about <laughs> stuff going on in movies from when it started to today. Now we move on to some other stuff. 
Now, big time stuff, like movie-wise, we need to do something different. What do we do first? One-time offer. Chud remake. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Damn right it's coming. But you know who's doing it? Not Rob Zombie. I will give – why not Rob Zombie? Because I want to have it in the budget for Rob Zombie so he can shut up and not use Kickstarter. One time offer the Rob Zombie. He is given an $8 million budget and cannot have a clown in the movie. Gets a one-time Saturday night premiere at 8 o'clock, unrated, and then we set up distribution, whether it's Lionsgate, Shout Factory, whoever – they put it out, but he gets a one-time $8 million budget. He either takes it or leaves it. If he leaves it, fine. I got other people in place because the Chud remake, I would like to hand off to Trent Haga. Or, uh, I think you don't need to hand it off to anybody else but him. I, or Sean Toretta, I believe his name is, uh, married to Tiffany Shepis, who has come up with the idea of the 12 Monkeys TV series. I would like these guys signed to a contract to come up with at least one sci-fi original movie a year and possibly write a sci-fi channel TV series pilot once a year. I would like these guys involved with some of these projects because they are new blood and I've liked everything they've done. It Even if I do not watch it, what I have read, what I have seen, what I have just knowing what these guys have done. These are two guys that need to be involved. I'd also like to uh, possibly get the Suska sisters involved somewhere, have their own half-hour, hour special, whether it's once a week, once a month. I would like them involved somewhere down the line. Again, there is other stuff we could have uh, movie-wise. Charles Band needs to be involved, but here is the difference. Charles Ban must sign a contract with us that says he cannot make an evil bong movie <laughs> while he's doing this, and he must make a Puppet Master movie to the original series. Doesn't have to have anything to do with it. Once a year for Halloween for the Sci-Fi Channel. But part of the deal is cannot make an evil bong movie. But I will give him a one to two million dollar budget. For a new Puppet Master movie every time, which is a lot more than he's usually working with. So that is part of the changes I want to do with Sci-Fi Channel, along with, uh, I don't know, there's a couple other TV things I'd like to go down the road there, whether it's uh, reviving Hannibal, uh, just going into the X-Files realm of the Millennium thing. There needs to be uh, different things out there. On the channel, besides just uh, old episodes of Twilight Zone, not that it's bad, but like other programming on there. But also, two need to set up original movies, not just by Asylum Entertainment. I would like to set up a deal where we're doing uh, four times a year, maybe with Shout Factory financing uh, a $2.5 million, $3 million budget movie that premieres on Saturday night, Shout Factory, Scream Factory, whatever you want to call it, or Synapse. And we do something with them where they get to advertise their products while the movie premieres, unrated once, and it comes out the very, what is it, Tuesday or Wednesday when DVDs come out. They get a chance to put that out there. Also, too, I had one other idea that's escaping my mind right now. Uh, 
I want it out there. Oh, one-time contract out there for John Carpenter. $20 million budget. You make Ooh. the movie. I don't care what it is. No one messes with you. That's part of the contract. We just want a movie. Not having anything specific. The next thing is, while we're doing all these different programming changes, we tell NBC and Comcast and Universal, stop making Sci-Fi Channel the dumping ground. Because the next thing we do is to help enhance the programming. Um, Fast and the Furious is completely blocked off. It is never allowed to air on Sci-Fi Channel ever. Not only that, the Olympics is not allowed to be on Sci-Fi Channel. Wrestling is not allowed to be on the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, and just because I'm bored, Resident Evil's not allowed on the Sci-Fi Channel. But I want to do something like, you know, Godzilla Thursday. I want to do uh, Zombie Friday. There is a lot of stuff out there. Which, by the way, I forgot. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Face Off, but the show has relevance. People like it. I, but, I enjoy Face Off. But to counter that, to give it a double feature on a Tuesday night with Face Off, I want to do another hour of something like Face Off with makeup people and want to get independent filmmakers involved. Whether it's the Plonia, Plonia Brother production or somebody out on the West Coast, I want to have one in Canada have a couple uh, makeup people go to these independent films and they're given what $500 to work with and we film the reality of what they have to do with it and can they actually do what needs to be done on some of these movies to get these movies off the ground and make it look good in these movies we film everything it goes down the filmmakers get publicity the makeup people get PR if they do really good. I think it would work well seeing some of these people work in independent films. See how it is really like for people like Brett Piper and some of these other people that have come up the hard way and still enjoy independent films. It'd be cool just to give something different than Face Off where everybody's giving all the money in the world to do all kinds of makeup. I'm not saying they don't do some really cool stuff. But it's nice to see some makeup guys and girls come up through the hard way of learning. It'd be cool to see them actually think on, okay, how do I make this good work when all I got is a gum band, a plastic bag, and some Hershey syrup. That kind of thing. I want to see that kind of stuff. I think it could be excellent programming. And again, we just make sure Vin Diesel never shows up on there, except for Pitch Black on Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> but like I said, these are one, this is just a wave of many things and changes I would like to make the Sci-Fi Channel, just because I think it's time. It's time to separate itself again from everything. It's time to make Sci-Fi Channel cool again. It's time to make people outside of Sharknado actually watch the channel again and that's what i want to do do you have comments sir um i have a suggestion can we what? get um this is how i grew up with sci-fi channel it's one of my favorite sci-fi channel memories every night i would go to bed and i would set the vcr to tape can we get the rights to the old mystery science theater shows and show them once every uh, monday through friday at midnight 
Um, you could. It's not a bad idea, especially since Comet TV is doing it on Sunday nights. So I'm oh. guessing the rights are not that much money. Okay. I'm up for that idea. I also, like I'm going to throw one other movie idea out there. Graveyard Shift 2. Well, besides that. Um, I want to throw, I want to do something with Shout Factory, Synapse, or Alamo Drafthouse. Example? Again, I want to have a special premiere. Like, the people that, down in the Texas Alamo Drafthouse, they were friends with Terry Lofton, and they're working on a, a Nailgun Massacre remake right now. <laughs> I would love to put that on as a premiere, one-time, unrated version, on a Saturday night for a Sunday, for a sci-fi channel premiere on a Saturday night for horror movie fans to see. I like it. I like it. I like, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> anything else? Hefe? Oh, and besides, like I said, there's a lot of sci-fi programming. We could get into older shows, different things like that. You know, of course, I always like the Outer Limits Tuesdays, where it could be new Outer Limits, old Outer Limits. We could get into other stuff like that. And there's other, like, TV shows that have been forgotten that we could get into. But I think it's time to open up the doors, try to start relationships with different companies, and realize uh, if some of these cable channels are going to survive at some point. It's not just online. You're going to have to make relationships with other studios. So I'm I done. Like, I, like, I like all your ideas. I'd like if. I'd like to thank you for stopping by, and uh, we got to let you go so I can get my co-host Tim on here. So uh, maybe we'll have you back sometime soon. Goodbye. Hey, Tim, you just missed it. The Sci-Fi Channel head of programming was here. Hefe, <sighs> you missed it, dude. I just figured the government was breaking the government was breaking in on the podcast again. I couldn't in hear no- you. <laughs> couldn't hear you for the first, like, 12 minutes. Yeah, in no way, shape, or form was that you at all. Nope. No, you were just... Couldn't have been, is... Yeah, the government was stopping me from doing the podcast. Yes, Game of Thrones is on, uh, Skype fucks up. That's just how it goes, people. But uh, on a serious note, I gotta. I just had like, like I was talking to you before. Yep. Uh, we had to start start the show a little later because I was eating. I went to Subway, so I'm I've, I'm on like this Subway. Is this the Taco Bell fart story? Whatever you had happen to you? This oh no, week? man! Friday after work, I stopped at Taco Bell in Portland. That was a bad decision. Uh, I had late night Taco Bell regrets. <laughs> it was fucking bad. I'll never do that again. No, I just said I had like a hankering for Subway, so I go, I go up to Subway, and I've seen these people. I want to, I want to know if this is just like a, a Indiana thing, or if it's all over now. I see these. I've seen three or four of them here in the in the past couple of days. We got these like I don't know. They're probably thirty, thirty two, thirty three year old people. We get down here, and they're they're not rednecks. But they're like, you know, I'm from high school, and they were just, they're, they weren't like bullied or in high school. They were just fucking goofs. Yeah, I know no, what you're talking about. Yeah. No goddamn social skills, or nobody really liked them. They were just like, 
And that's not a bad thing. They were like misfits, but they were just like, they, they caused all the problems in the world were caused by them. And now the thing is, they're, they're coming, I, I guess I'm going to give this kid the benefit of the doubt. I know who this kid was. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that Indiana is an open carry state. And now they're just like walking around with guns on their fucking sides. Like <laughs> I, any, anything that would ever like, these are the kind of people. Let me, let me get, give you a description of this kid. He is probably five, five, uh, skinny, um, just like unshaven, a really authoritative, like maybe he wanted to be in the military, but he didn't have what it takes, but he still thinks like, you know, he's some kind of fucking authority with like a giant, I don't know, I don't know guns, but it was big, uh, I assume legal, strapped to his hip. Like, this is the kind of person where, you know, if anything went down, um, the, the more damage is going to come from him having a gun than he would ever stop having a, you know what I mean? So basically you're saying stupid people shouldn't have guns. I don't know. Is this like, is this a Pittsburgh thing now? Is everybody just all these fucking like goofs with no social skills that, you know, probably should, these people should not have fucking guns to begin with. They're the exact kind of people that shouldn't, have a gun. I'm with, I know, I'm with you. I totally understand what you're saying, but it's, it's one of those things. Is this just because Trump is president now and all the idiots are like, Oh, more than ever. So now it's okay that we're, we're stupid, but we could be proud because we're in the, my own like majority. I don't get it. Yes. Are you just I mean, honest to God, honestly, yes. Dick? I do boil it down to that, but even b- before him, I think stupid people own a lot of guns. I don't have a problem with guns. I just think it's yeah. I'm not a I'm not a gun guy. It's either. one of those issues where it is a tough subject to discuss, no matter what side of the issue you're on. Right. It's a very tough discussion. But it's a discussion that normal people do not have, and the dumb people refuse to have. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just like, I got a gun! Don't care! You know what I mean? There's too many of those people, and that's what you're saying. I understand that, yes, there is way too many dumb people with guns. And and it's a problem. It's just like... (laughs) I'm more scared of your type of people. Your hat, you, this kid. I'm more scared of him having a giant fucking hand cannon than I would ever be scared of anybody coming into the subway I was at and robbing the fucking place. I'm with you. You would. That kid would have done more damage than any fucking like robber ever. Like, I don't know. It's just. It's. They just walk around like they're so fucking proud, and you're just like, dude, you're just more of a fucking socially stunted goof than you ever fucking were. I think they're also a target too. They're, they're, they, they carry the fucking air of like, come fuck with me. See what happens. Like they want to fucking do something. And -hmm. you're just like, man, I'm really uncomfortable with your stupid ass having a fucking gun. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's the, that's the thing. But the people that are on the side of the gun issue, like that, Obama's taking my guns, even though he never did. No, nobody ever has. Yep. And the problem is those people will be pissed that you think that way, even though your logic is actually really good. And the sad part is there's a lot of people that think that way that just don't say it anymore because they're afraid to cut off the person or not even do that. I should say. I know, I don't know about anybody else, but I know me in the past couple of years, someone cuts me off in traffic. Uh-huh. Most of them, I'm like, yep, keep on going. <laughs> Just like, because you're going to be some moron. I, I, you've seen it too many times in the news recently. Somebody yeah. cuts somebody off, they get pissed, they stop, and somebody pulls out a gun and starts shooting at everything except what's in front of them. Exactly the kind of people who don't need guns. Yes. Fucking nimrods. But I was just wondering, is that like, are we just seeing that in Portland? Or do you ever go into like a store or a restaurant or something and there's just a guy with a giant gun on his hip in Pittsburgh? No, because I don't think you're allowed here. Oh, I'm not sure you're allowed in Indiana, but I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the kid. I think you do have a license. You're... I think you're allowed to have a license. You're allowed to go to ranges, all think, that stuff. But I, I don't. It's called I, open carry. Yeah. See, I don't think that is here. I think you have to have it concealed. I am not. You're asking the wrong person. My brother yeah. might know more on this than me. But put it this way, I have not seen anyone just wandering around like that. Well, it's it's becoming pretty common up here, and I'm like, it is, but it, I. I it, again, we go back down and boil it down. If you want to boil it down, yes, I believe the stupidity of what's in the White House right now yeah. has made, and it just has nothing to do with gun nuts, has no, made everyone it's else made, stupid. It's, it's okay to be stupid now because our president's a yes. fucking moron. Oh, it's just, yeah, he's a complete moron. Everyone else is, it, it's okay to be completely moronic, racist, it's status quo. crazy. Now, anyway, my, like I said, when any time that issue comes up, my only issue on trying to take anybody's guns is somebody with mental health issues. There's, yeah, I think I don't remember who said it, but some, some, I think it was some MMA guy said that, but you know, they was talking. It might have been Joe Rogan, which is really weird because that guy's kind of goofy anyway. I think he said like. We have a nation that has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem. Yes. Or something. I don't know. It made a lot of sense. It, anyway. It, it, it makes sense. We need to wisen up. God damn it. I mean, this guy, this kid standing there and two feet away is probably like a seven-year-old girl. Yep. I'm like, man, could you just be like fucking civil? Yep. I just wanted to take the gun and just point it, like stick it in his face. Not... Just hit him with it and just be like, you don't get to have this. That's not a fucking cool thing to do, but eh, I was just like, man. Like I said, there's just – There's a typical douchebag. The problem is everybody just screams about that stuff, but normal people don't sit down. Not right. enough normal people are sitting down and having the conversation that needs to be had is the problem. Well, speaking of conversations, we're a movie podcast. We've already – if we ain't talking about football and alienating everybody, 
we'll talk about movies and alienate everybody. Because, you know what? Today is the end of July, and we still have zero rondos, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Zero rondo awards. But I want to hear about the Whore Realm um, flea market. Did you pick me up a used rondo? Uh, I did not see God any. Damn it! Shit! I was uh, hoping there'd be one lying around. No, no. But I, man, I went to the car to go grab something like as soon as it opened, and there was like one person selling like a bunch of Blu-rays and just random like independent movies you would want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I would want. And he had a bunch of them. And I don't blame the dude, like the two guys that I met that bought them off him. But he was selling stuff for like two for five bucks. And I would have, man, if I would have seen him, I would have been sweeping up. <laughs> and he's just like, because some of the movies they had, I was like, what did you get that for? <laughs> it's like, whoa, what? Ah! He's like, oh, yeah, this dude had like 20 movies over there. We cleared them out. It's <laughs> like, I would have too. I know you are the only one in history to ever to go to a garage sale. Sell your stuff and leave with more stuff than you came came with. <laughs> and I saw the pictures. I saw the pic. I was talking to Dan last night, who we we've made another movie. Okay. We have another movie idea, and he's just like posted pictures of like mountains of DVDs he picked up. Yeah, and I, I like, pissed me off because I I I was close to a half price books and decided not to go Friday because he was telling me they were having some kind of crazy sale. Like fifty percent off everything or something like that. Well, let me say they weren't the most quality of titles, Tim. So yeah, but that's the kind of stuff that needs to come to my door. I mean, we're Bless talking, you. we're talking like a uh, video store filler movie. Look, yeah. Let me give you an example, like uh, Shriek or um, The Dead Hate the Living. That level of shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's your point? Nothing. <laughs> your house needs to be held up by more DVDs. I won't want it falling in on your kids. Maybe you need another load-bearing DVD beam. <laughs> anyway, what did you get? Uh, I can't, like, I mean, just like, it's a lot of random stuff. And basically, the god that came by and decided, you're Tim Gross, I'm going digital here's a bag full of about 250 movies I've downloaded. <laughs> it's like, okay. He's like, do it as you wish with them. Jesus and I was Christ. like, okay. And there's like expendables, there's expendables three. And then I'm finally like dressed to kill. Uh, I got Dracula 3d, even though everybody will hate me for watching it. I I'm sorry. <laughs> you should give that back to him. But I watched that. I mean, it just, there is stuff in there. There's a independent movie called Amusement that I've wanted to see for a very long time. That's a fucking killer movie, dude. It just, yeah, there's just The the Haunting of Valley House, uh, Logan's Run, Silent House, From a Whisper to a Scream. Whoa, Jeff Burr. Uh, yeah. Uh, he even gave me Purge Anarchy. I, it just... Just all this random stuff. Grave Encounters. You can send that one to me. I know you don't like those ones. 
But it just, I mean, it just, you get the picture of, like, what he sent me. And then there's a bunch of Hammer stuff on top. I don't know if it's Hammer Films or it's a show, but it's, like, Hammer 1 to 5, Hammer 6 to 10, 11 to 13, uh, original Battlestar Galactica, uh, Dark Sky Show, which I never watched, but I heard I should have. Um, let me see what else is in there. Mockingbird, uh... Fear Clinic, which I liked, uh, Crowley, wow. the Lovelace movie, Grace. Uh, hey, that Lovelace movie's good. I heard. That's why I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm keeping this one. You know, I'm like, there's a couple Doctor Who movies, the Tron movie, like Out of the Blue, Wrong Turn three and four, Ex Machina is in here, uh, Society is in here, Girlhouse. It just. That kind of stuff, you know, is, like, in here. Like, I've already threw, like, 25 of them downstairs in the one bin. I was going to pass them off to Terrence because they're, like, different stuff. Like, and then gave me copies of all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So I'm going to give them to my daughter. <laughs> just so, oh, yeah. she, she's going to love them. But it's stuff like that. And he was just like, if you find one that you like in there, I'm happy. I was like, dude. <laughs> What did you do? Who? What god did you please, dude? Like, he just it, the, 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 this dude, and I'm not gonna say his name. He's Wolf Cop, dude. And this dude gave me this dude introduced to me to Wolf Cop before everybody knew what Wolf Cop was. Mm. He showed up at a book signing in the bookstore and was like, "I think I remember seen? this story." Yeah, he's like, "Have you seen Wolf Cop?" And I was like, "No." And he's like. Here you go, and I'm just like, I'm watching as soon as I go home. It's <laughs> like, dude's very cool, dude. Uh, he's a big supporter of Gross Fest if it gets off the ground. But I was talking to him for a while yesterday. Terrence gave me the Bloodsuckers from Outer Space picture, which was near the dude that was selling like DVDs two for five, and I was gonna like ransack. And I seen this picture sitting there, and I'm like, it's signed by Glenn Coburn. I was like, this is awesome. It was like, I'm going to get that later. And like 10 minutes later, here comes Terrence, comes up. He's like, here, I bought this for you. I knew you might like it. I was like, dude, I love this movie. <laughs> and so I gave him the WWE encyclopedia. Oh, man, that's a good book. <laughs> yeah, I, he, we were talking, so I gave him that because he gave me that. And we were just, uh, it, it was a lot of fun and made some money and just uh, it was hilarious just uh, there was not as many like movie stuff people as i thought there would be as there has been in the past but also too i'm wondering if part of that was because rick was doing his toy show over in youngstown i did not know rick was putting that on i just thought he yeah. was like a guy going to that's amazing i'm glad he like he did a really good he did really good business yeah, yeah, I heard uh did a really good job and uh the one dude that always comes looking for me at this flea market looking for zombie stuff and things of that nature, he said he ended up going to there first, but he said he wasn't complaining. He was just like it was really strictly like toys. Toys like yeah. He's like, because he didn't find anything there and It was called Toy Ohio for Yeah, you know, well sometimes you'll get a Well, yeah. A variety of stuff, but yeah, this was, if you're looking for late 80s Ninja Turtle stuff, 
you would find it yeah, there. Rick's your jam. Yeah. It just that kind of thing. And it, yeah, he of course when he got to the flea market, I sold some of the stuff I knew would have sold to him, but he bought some stuff off me anyhow, which was cool. But it was just funny because Dan and I had a couple of people just come up to us, which was randomly. One kid was like, "You got Spider-Man three? I need that. How much is it?" I was like, "A dollar." He gives me the dollar and runs. Like I made his life, and Dan's like, "Did somebody just buy that off of you?" And <laughs> not get the first two, and I said, "Yes." He's like, "There is something wrong." needed it, man, for God's sake. Yes, it was just hilarious. And then uh, I was explaining it to the wife as like the conversation I'm having with a 13-year-old girl about uh, 60s Batman. And it's just like... Well, that gives me hopes for the future. Oh, it was hilarious. It was one of the funniest conversations I had in a long time because she was dead serious about old school Batman. And she's into animated Batman, <laughs> talking brave and the bold Batman. She doesn't like Michael Keaton Batman. I, I mean, like her. We were getting into this conversation. And then I started laughing because she's talking about it. She's like, yeah, I explained to my boyfriend. He's just stupid. He don't understand Adam West Batman. He needs to. He told me it was stupid and cheesy, and I told him if he still of wants course. to be in a relationship, he's going to like it. I was just like, you're 13 and like three and a half foot tall. <laughs> and of course, what makes the conversation even more awkward is creepy guy shows up. Creepy guy tries to butt in the conversation. Oh, wait a minute. Are you talking about werewolf mechanic? No, just random oh. creepy guy. You know, random creepy guy at flea yeah, markets. Yeah. Random creepy guy decides to try to jump in this conversation. And both the little girl and myself give creepy guy the dirtiest look in the world. <laughs> As he's in this, because it just made this conversation very uncomfortable all of a sudden. Because creepy guy wants to talk about Batgirl and Catwoman. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's a bad road to go down. Oh, yeah. year old girl. Yep. But it was one of those times, one of those things. It was just a fun, hilarious, like, flea market time. And they sat poor Christine Solstice, the author next to us. She sold a bunch of books. That's good. Uh, it, it, which was hilarious. We we're giving her a hard time, but she was glad she was sitting with us because she's like, I don't, <laughs> she's like, I sell a lot of stuff when you're next to me. I was like, okay. So. Did but she get pink eye? No, she did not. Good. But the 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 one thing we were gonna try to do, and I love this concept. I said I will hire myself out next year if I sold all the stuff to go to random tables for <laughs> an hour and sell people stuff. You're gonna be a hype man. Yes, and because Mike and Amy were asking me, uh, we were talking about that. That was how the idea began, and then. It emerged into something even bigger that I was all for since it was in this big fire hall. Okay. Apparently the firemen were busy and it's old school fire alarm in the back parking lot where yeah. you hear it. It went off about six times during the flea market. We were plan we were trying to get other vendors to get in on it. <laughs> Every time it goes off. 
everyone randomly changes tables. <laughs> it's a Chinese fire drill? <laughs> yes. And just wherever table you're sitting at, that's the stuff you sell until yeah, the next no. time the alarm goes off. I like that idea. It that would was, make Wasteland insane. <laughs> yes, it was that kind of fun, it was that kind of fun stuff. Like if we were coming up with, but yes, I I was already taking requests. Like, how much are you going to give me to come sell stuff at your table next year? How much? How much merch is Tim going to push off the Charles Band folding <laughs> table? It was just yeah, it was just one of those things. It was a lot of fun, and there was a lot of people there. I did talk to a couple other people, went out to Rick's thing, and showed up there, and they were just saying, like, yeah, he did a really good job. I was like, I I said I would have been out there if that flea market wasn't going on. Yeah, that's fucking cool. I'm glad he did good. But anyway, uh, what have you been watching, sir? Uh, For the most part, I watched Shaun of the Dead again, I watched Jaws 3, but you would be proud. Yeah, Jaws 3. You would be proud. I sat down and watched Rise and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes this week. What'd you think? I, I still liked, haven't seen the third one. I I liked them. Made me interested in the third one. Like, do I love them? No. Do I think they did a very good job with them? Yes. I did. They were different enough for me to separate from the original Planet of the Apes movies. Exactly. I liked. I liked what they did. Exactly. It did not shit on its source material, but it went a different way. Yes, exactly. A much different way. And I like the way it went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I really want to see that third one. People say it is good. Yeah, I'm sure because just the way it sets it up. I, I just I liked how the plague killed off basically the human race. Mm-hmm. And I just like how Caesar realizes um apes are no better yeah that, that we're just as screwed up it's just uh it's inevitable which i really like and i uh, just seen some of the trailers for war of the planet of the apes uh i think it's gonna it looks good anything with intense woody harrelson i'm in yeah i also got my copy of <laughs> lunar cop yesterday at of the what market. lunar cop space cop what? Lunar Cop. <laughs> Solar Force. I don't know what this is. It's a post-apocalyptic film with Michael Perrier. I thought it was Michael Perrier in a Road Roar ripoff. It's not. It's Michael Perrier as a space cop that comes back to Earth before they purge the Earth and restart it so they can move back down. It's the year 2050, and the big burn happened. A lot of people died. He thinks there's just savages. There's not. He's gone there because the rebels have stole something off the space station that's supposed to restart the rains on Earth. And so he goes there and actually finds that everyone's not savages. It's just everyone living in the desert. And you have Billy Drago. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I just, it's a cool movie. It's like a sci-fi B movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's from New Image Pictures, so every time I, it's kind of like New Image became the Vestron of the '90s. Isn't that Corman? No, his was New Horizons and okay. Concord. New Image, I believe, were like the people that did Nemesis, and they would do mainly like a lot of direct-to-video sci-fi movies. Okay. 
I know that that name sounds familiar. Yeah, they. Oh man, I think they were in on um, Death Machine with Brad Dorif. So I've never seen that. Oh man, I, I, it's real weird. I know, I know, it's bad. I haven't seen that, but like, it's there's... like a label that seemed to pop up like around eighty nine, ninety. Yeah, in for about. It was pretty much the whole decade of the 90s. Like, any sci-fi movie or B-movie stuff starring, like, Michael Perrier or Billy Drago. Uh, I think they even – they were the ones behind Omega Doom with Rucker Hauer. Uh, just different stuff like that was released by New Image. New Image, I think, was, like, an international company. Like, they were out of Europe or something. And basically, you would get these direct-to-video movies, and they would show up, and it would just be like, they they kind of like during the '90s kept that era of '80s w, uh, VHS box and even DVD boxes, keeping them cool, like the cool artwork and making you interested in if you liked sci-fi horror movies. I know I've seen a lot of those. Yeah, it just like they were. A lesser-known na- label, but they're a label that's been around. And I, anytime like I see them, like besides Vestron, Vestron, yes, I'm invested. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But New Image was like the one of the '90s. I was kind of like, okay, this is gonna be an awesome B movie mess that I'm gonna enjoy. Uh, it just that kind of thing. It was they did a lot of. <clears throat> they're the people would be like, you know. You looking for a bootleg of Ice Pirates? They probably would do it. <laughs> that kind of thing. No one needs a bootleg of Ice Pirates. They just need the real Ice Pirates. I would so watch a bootleg of Ice Pirates. <laughs> anyway, what else did you watch? Uh, the only other thing I watched was uh, Dracula 3D, because oh. I wanted to watch Rucker Hauer. And I caught up on some shows earlier in the week, so that was well, about it. Speaking of shows, I found a new show. A new show that's been done for a while now, I guess. Um, according to Joe, uh, I started watching Penny Dreadful. Yeah, there's... Wow, dude. That funny. has a following. I've it's, never watched it, but I know a bunch of people that that's like their thing. I am three episodes in, and I am hooked. It is fucking fantastic. It's like Timothy Dalton is in it, I think... I'm guessing here, and I'm only three episodes in. I, it's Timothy Dalton and Eva Green, and Eva Green is kind of uh, a fortune teller, psychic type lady, and Timothy Dalton. I think Timothy Dalton might be a werewolf, but I'm not sure yet. Um, they they're hunting for Timothy Dalton's daughter, um, Nina, who is the Nina from Dracula. Yeah, and she's been taken, and there is gore a plenty in this fucking show and they they team up with uh the shitty helmsworth brother <laughs> not thor but the shitty one he is like a gunslinger type dude that they found in london in a like billy the kid buffalo bill wild west show doing trick shots so they hire him to help him out and there's vampires uh the second episode Vic, uh, victor frankenstein shows up and then the third episode, Frankenstein's Monster shows up, and it is just, I love it. And everybody is, there's something's killing 
people in London, they think Jack the Ripper's come back. It's all that sleepy, gross, London, Jack the Ripper time stuff that I'm into. It is, so far, it's pretty cool. I've heard people say you got to trudge through the first four or five episodes to really get into it. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, I'm in love with this fucking show. It's great. I can't wait to watch more of it. But I watched that, and I watched... I don't know if I've ever ever talked about this on the show. I watched Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, the one with Jeremy I, or Jeremy Renner and some other chick. Mm-hmm. And my boy Peter Stormer. Have you ever seen this? No. Oh, you need to watch it. I'm amazed that the social justice warriors and the millennials, when this came out in 2005, I think, mm-hmm. didn't shit their pants because this movie – is nothing but dudes beating the shit out of women. What's the name <laughs> of the movie again? Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yes, I have actually. Yes, I was. It was the I'm first, try- yeah. Yes, because I know I seen Hansel and Gretel get baked. No, it's not that one. And I kept thinking that one, but yes, I have, and I actually liked that one. I do too. I love. I love this movie. I thought I would hate it, and I enjoyed it. Well, do you know why Tim Gross likes it? Because the director of Dead Snow and Dead Snow Two did it. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and there's a lot of cool practical effects. But yeah, man, like nobody ever raised an eyebrow. Every woman in this movie is getting the living shit punched oh, yeah. out of her by a guy. But that's okay, I suppose, when that guy is fucking Peter Stormare. <laughs> anything <laughs> with Peter Stormare in it. He gets a pass doing anything. You want Peter Stormare to murder a baby? It's okay in my book. He's allowed to do that. You want Peter Stormare to burn a fucking nursing home down? Okay, no problem. Let's get it on tape if I can put that movie out. But that's all I watched, man. Uh, do we need to do, yeah, we need to do questions. We're a little late on this Facebook stuff. Um, let me get on here real quick. You got the questions pulled up? I will in a second. Oh, god damn it. I can't fucking make this fucking work. Anyway, I shared it. You find it, you share it if you want. I gotta shut Facebook down because it's, it's fucking, crazy one person's on here so far and he's giving me pink eye i've got pink eye through the internet now Great. <laughs> fucking awesome you fucking stinky pink eye out of here terrence main oh shit um yeah fuck it hit the questions we'll people will show up okay hold on we facebook questions, doing something here for a second We'll we'll start with the Tristan Gnarly Martin questions first, just okay. because. Get him out of the way, uh, especially since he's had some cool ones the past few weeks. Uh, Tristy Gnarly Martin wants to know, this week I've been watching the epic movie Scream. What's uh, your favorite scary movie? I, I, I hold on with that epic Scream nonsense. I, I know Tim likes it. Yep. I am no fan of Scream. I know you're not. Um, I think that's what makes this podcast work. I am no fan of Scream at all. What's What's Tim Gross's favorite scary movie? I have a bunch of them in it. Yeah, I always, shit, man. Yeah, it's just like not like one. But I man, John Carpenter's the thing. You know, it's just, I'm gonna have to go Evil Dead too. I know you're going that direction, and yeah, it's I'm gonna just, have to Evil Dead too. I mean, it just, I mean, because also, too, if I want to laugh, I want Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. 
<laughs> but anyhow, Tristy Narland Martin wants to know true or false. The best lines in the movies were uh, this line's from Sidney Prescott. You gnarly fucks. You've seen one too many Corey Feldman movies. Billy says, now, Sid, don't blame the Feld dog. Feldman's movies don't create psychos. Feldman's movies make psychos more creatively gnarly. Real. <laughs> uh, Tristan Gnarly Martin also wants to know, according to Billy, we all go a little mad sometimes. <laughs> when was the last time you really got mad? Uh, earlier, when I saw the kid with the gun at Subway. We talked about that earlier. Yes. I don't know. I get, I, I have... Every fucking, day when I go to work. <laughs> I have road rage. And it's just because, um, I, I live in Indiana, I work in Ohio, and Ohio has the worst bunch of... No one in Ohio should be, ever be allowed to be allowed like behind the wheel of a fucking car. No way. There is absolutely no fucking way any people that live or born in Ohio, you should just walk or ride a bike the rest of your fucking lives. And that's why that's why all these Ohio kids are so fascinated with racing because they can't believe that someone could do it with speed and accuracy and talent cuz they can't do it. It's they're fucking horrible. I think <laughs> I, I just sitting here thinking. I think that line is used in one of the Psycho movies too by Anthony Perkins, but I think it's a little crazy sometimes, not a little mad yeah. sometimes. Could be wrong on that, but I believe it's used in like Psycho too. Hey, Rodrigo showed up. Why aren't you watching Spookies right now, Rodrigo? What the hell? What's your problem? <laughs> uh, Tristan Arley Martin wants to know if you were the only suspect in a senseless bloodbath, would you be standing in the horror section? Probably, I don't know. Exactly. Uh, Martin wants to know, in, in inches, how long, in fact, were Tatum's nipples? Ta- oh, you mean the fucking shot of Rose McGowan and, and the <laughs> goddamn longest... I'm going to have to say, has the best nipple shot and all. I will give Scream its credit. That was the... Most unbelievable nipples I've ever seen on a chick. Um, I'm going to have to say they were a good one inch. I, I, I'd I have to agree. They could cut glass, I'm sure. Uh, he also wants to know one more thing. Fact or fiction, you know if you pause it right, you can see Tom Cruise's penis in all the right moves. Really? Is that... A- I've heard this for years, even before anything. I know it's true that someone found in an episode of, um, oh shit, what was that John Ritter show? Three's Company? Yeah, there's an episode of Three's Company where John Ritter falls backwards off a fucking bed and his balls fly out. (laughs) But yeah, that was like the, I see, I thought it was a Pittsburgh thing up until the 90s because all the right moves was like filmed out in like Aliquippa yeah. where these pyro high schools were and stuff like that, Hopewell area. And that I thought was just like one of those stupid like random Pittsburgh rumors that <laughs> got started. If you pause it, you can see his dong. Yeah. But as the 90s went on and the internet started coming into, I, in, 
multiple ma- movie magazines. I remember reading about the, uh, somebody talking about this, like having, trying to have like this long, <laughs> this long, like written article about it. And I was just like, whoa, I thought this was made up. <laughs> um, I'm looking in the Google machine right now and see if, see if I can't find dong shot from Tom Cruise. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is a foot- I've never seen this. It's a football movie. Am I? Yeah, it's like one of the first movies he did. Uh, no, I'm not. Done. I'm jumped off the Tom Cruise train. Fuck that asshole. He's a Scientologist. Uh, I did want to ask you, and I thought we talked about this last week. Uh, Patricia Stevens posted about the article with Eli Roth and AMC bringing history of horror to TV series. I don't know anything about this. See, I thought we talked about this last week. I guess we didn't. No, uh-uh. Yeah, he's just like. Eli Roth's going to tell us how whore happened? Yeah, basically. Oh, fuck Eli Roth. I'm sure John I, Landis like, is going to get in on that. I just, blah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've eh. seen this before. I'll probably watch it, but I'm not like, eh. Uh, I really Patric- like that. Who did the AMC? Yes. I like have- the, uh, the two series they did. Um, oh. Oh, never mind. I like the two horror series they did like the hundred scary movie moments yeah the hundred more scary those were really good yeah and i also liked when they did like uh the backstory in exorcist and the backstory on halloween and they did something with clive barker the one year they've done some cool stuff over the years i'll give them that oh i think maybe there might be confirmation about the dong shot perhaps maybe i don't know there's stills it's gonna shut down. Here's the thing. It's just gonna be a shot. I'm gonna dong. expose this Scientologist for the dong show and asshole that he is. Your, your computer's gonna be one big dong. <laughs> uh, Patricia Stevens wants to know who's your favorite character on Orange is the New Black. I like Red, red. Casey, and Suzanne. I like Red. I like Red a lot. And I like, she doesn't show up a lot, but I like the Chinese, the Chinese lady, because she's insane. She's fucking hilarious. And, I don't know, there are two, like, uh, I don't know what, I, I finished that series and everybody's fucking, they just jumped out of my head. I don't know. I like Red. Red's the best. Okay, I got some questions from Ben Crawford. What? Oh, okay. Hey, tell her not to fucking disturb me when I'm trying to look up Tom Cruise's <laughs> penis on Google. Kyle doesn't want you disturbing him as he's Googling Tom Cruise's penis. <laughs> She's probably, I've already seen that. <laughs> no, she's saying she understands why you don't want distracted. <laughs> Damn right. She's making fun of you. Oh, cro- coach is the coach in all the right moves. Son of a bitch, Craig T. Nelson. Yep. Uh, ben Crawford wants to know, could I only find people who own the dark in Spanish with no ti- uh, no subtitles? I made it through 15 minutes of it and had to get some tos, tos equis in a big burrito. Is that wrong? Some Dos Equis? Dos Equis, yes. That is, uh, no, Dos Equis is a fucking good-ass beer. Yep. That's a real good fucking beer. And who hates burritos? It's fucking awesome. And there, there. Well, I don't know if they still do it, but there was a. Hey, Mex- it's fucking Bryce. There's a Bryce. Mexican restaurant uh-huh. not too far from my house. I haven't been there in a long time. 
It's called Mexa Quesa. Okay. When they first opened and the wife's brother brought it over, I couldn't finish it. It was over a pound burrito. Shit. <laughs> it was good. Uh-huh. And I want to revisit this just because <laughs> it's been on my mind. <laughs> but anyhow, yes. Um, uh, ben, according to James Cox, there is a copy out there of who people who owned a dark. Yeah, that's who, James Cox sent us the copy. Yeah, he said there is one exists, but it's nowhere in America. I could tell you that. If you just message me, I can get you a copy if you if you want it. Yeah, there you go, Ben. Message Kyle. Uh, ben also wants to know: Have you seen Zebra Force? It's right in Yin's wheelhouse. No, never heard of Zebra Force. Neither have I. Is that the um, new Apple Pune movie? <laughs> I hope not. Which I also, that was the one thing Dan screams out yesterday. He's like, Albert Pune's never made a good movie. I was like, I agree. I said Sword and the Sorcerer, like, within half a second. And Dan just stared at me, and he's like, I fucking hate you. (laughs) He's like, like, how Uh, do you do that? Never seen Zebra Force, doesn't even look familiar. A group of Vietnam vets... Tired of the depredation of of the mafia on their neighborhood, decide they take on the mob in their own terms by using a very different twist. I don't know. It looks like some grindhousey exploitation type shit. I don't know. I'm kind of interested now that you explain that because it sounds kind of like uh, the Exterminator with Richard Ginty. Yeah, or uh, Vigilante. Yeah. Uh, ben Crawford also has one more question: Are Ron Perlman's teeth the key to unlocking secrets? <laughs> Pyramids. Ron Perlman's teeth are amazing. I don't know if they're the key to locking the fucking mysteries of the universe, but they're unbelievable. Fucking unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Somebody's got Browns games on here from like the 1986. <laughs> Why would you oh, want to relive dude. those nightmares? Oh man, I don't know. I could understand if they actually won at some point. Oh, shut your fucking Pittsburgh pie hole. <laughs> anyway, what, we got more questions. I'm trying to look now to see if you guys we... got questions on Facebook Live. Post them, and we'll, we'll get to them. Because we'll, we'll... I'm looking now since we're, they're always scattered to begin with. Yeah, we have nine fucking pages, and I don't know why. <laughs> and oh yes, that is a really young Lloyd Kaufman in that movie. What the fuck was that? You said Tim sends me this. What was it? Tromasterpiece Theater of Yes, this is like, at Lord Addison Binkett's Tromapiece Theater, and like this is the dude that did the horse head thing. Uh-huh. And he usually does this in like twenty to twenty-five minute segments with movies. Like he'll go show clips of movies, talks about them, and he'll do more recent movies and stuff like that. Well, I guess he's a huge trauma fan, mm-hmm. and he found this movie that Lloyd Kaufman is in, and it just—it's like one of his first directorial efforts. I think it's did like 1973, 71. Shit, yeah, he's 
it's called the Battle of Love's Return, and I just emailed him. I'm like, I'm laughing my ass off, and he's like, this is a hard watch. I said, oh, yeah, it is. It's uh-huh. horrible. The movie blows. But, yeah, it's just this weird, like, Lloyd Coffin plays this character who can't keep a job and keeps seeing this mystery girl but can never talk to her. It just... Lloyd Kaufman is the reason to watch this. He's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Quast wants to know if you had to be, have to be eaten by animal, bird, fish, what would you, what would it, would you want it to be? Me, I'd go with piranhas. Um, which one of the copies in my movie bag was a copy of Piranha, and my daughter was watching that last night, going berserk and cheering when the fish were attacking people. The original Piranha, or the? I believe it was yes. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with dinosaur because one chomp and it'd be over. I don't <laughs> want to be like, you know, a fucking shark would be like probably three chomps. Maybe you'll lose an arm. Oh, or, oh. or like piranha is gonna eat. They're gonna eat you for a long fucking. It's gonna take a while. I want to be eaten by Frankenfish and Swamp Shark, and then Christy Swanson comes and fights him. <laughs> <laughs> you win. Uh, Quas wants to know if you had to have sex with a wild animal, bird, or fish, what would you want it to be? Yeah, I'd go with the anteater. Quas, what's the fuck anteaters? <laughs> um, I would fuck the animal most likely to win me a rondo. I don't know what that would be. Which, by the way, because since Terrence... Or, I no, I got it. It's the magic... I want to fuck the magic pony. Which, which by the way, Terrence... Uh, might be, he's probably online listening to the show right now. Uh, Terrence got my Don Mattingly album, <laughs> the little Don Mattingly card collection yesterday. Don Mattingly? Yes. In the back Did of the he book. instantly girl mustache? <laughs> no, but he has posted pictures of it. And the selling it. point was, with his wife screaming at him, no. Across the room, I was like, "Hey, Terrence, you want to come buy my Don Mattingly album?" And he's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "There's an actual 33 in the back of it, <laughs> or a 45, I should say, that runs on 33 RPMs." And I'm screaming this across the room. Terrence is like, "Oh, I'm there. I'm coming Wait over." Wait a minute, flying. you mean to tell me Don Mattingly made an album? It, there was this little. Don Mattingly card set I had Fuck. that it came with is the album, but it's a square with a picture of Don Mattingly and Don Mattingly talks to you on the album. Oh my God. What's Don Mattingly say to you? I cannot remember, but there was a lot of after he opened that up, there was a lot of like porn jokes, <laughs> porn stash jokes. <laughs> and Terrence's Terrence's wife screaming at him to stop buying stuff off of me. If you play the Don Mattingly album backwards, the ghost of Ty Cobb shows up and becomes it, racist all over and the place. Th- and then I started spouting out a bunch of random Don Mattingly stats. Remember that time he was on The Simpsons? Was he on The Simpsons? Yeah, they, you know, that was like one of the best episodes of The Simpsons. Oh, man, like, it's been a while. It was it was a whole bunch of him, Steve Sachs, Daryl Strawberry. Oh, okay. yeah, where Mr. Burns bought them all to become the company softball team. Yes, 
and Ozzy Ozzy Smith fell into like the Springfield mystery hole, and there's a big song about it. It's hilarious. Hey, T-shirt Joe. Quast wants to know if you had to become a wild animal, bird, or fish through some bizarre miracle of nature. What would it? What would you want it to be? Me, I'd go with manatee. I, it wouldn't be a huge lifestyle change. Quast wants to turn into a manatee. I want to be a manatee too, so I can hang out with Quast. There you go. You can have old man talk in the old ocean. Man, old man manatee talk. Yeah, that yes. sounds like fun. Uh, Danins could go and sting Steve Irwin. <laughs> Manatees didn't kill Steve Irwin. Come on, Tim, have some respect. We should ask T-shirt Joe uh, if a guy watches a Spanish movie and he wants to suddenly drink Dos Equis and eat a burrito. Is that racist? I did that. Yeah, that yes, that question needs to go to Joe. Yeah, that's a Joe question. That is a Joe question. Uh, Quas wants to know, is it possible that watching too many nature shows on YouTube can have an adverse effect on your brain function? I'm going to, I'm going to start sending every video I ever see of a monkey doing some weird monkey type shit to Quast. <laughs> there was, there was a gif that my brother posted last week where it's just like, this is how I feel when people talk to me. And this monkey just screams at someone, puts its fist in its butthole, and starts shooting shit out. <laughs> it just, I, was, I must have watched it a hundred times, because the monkey fists himself. Monkeys <laughs> just, are fucking weird, dude. <laughs> Anyhow... Well, Quast wants to know what celebrity would you most be inclined to throw your own feces at? What David celebrity, Naughton. David Naughton, <laughs> What celebrity do I want to throw poop at? Um, yes. Uh, Joe says Dosecki sucks. I disagree. I think Dosecki's is pretty good. I want to throw poop at the insane clown posse because I feel Why? like that would just be a Monday for those guys. Because I don't think it would offend them. I don't want to offend anybody, but you know. I just want to throw poop at the insane clown posse. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, no, I take that back. Then who would do my plumbing? Yes. Quasp has one last question. Tail or no tail? Mm, I'm going to go with no tail because my sister has a very long-haired uh, golden retriever and a very long, like a long-haired cat. Mm-hmm. And she has to save shit dreadlocks out, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with no tail. <laughs> oh my! What's the most Joe wants to know? How many cigarettes I smoked in a day? I don't know. I'm I'm fixing to quit though, dude. Really? Yeah, I am. I need to. Bad. I've heard it's tough at first if you smoked for a very long time. I smoked for years and years. But there's like, nothing better than drinking and smoking, man. I mean, yeah, like you will feel it. Like you shouldn't. Like you will, like start shaking. Oh, I don't want to start the DTS. Speaking of drinking, whoops. I'm not right seeing here, any folks. more questions unless you got that more, dude. I got. Anybody got any more questions on Facebook Live? Look at this. I found it. A and W cream soda in the can. Fucking bought two goddamn cases of it. This is the best shit. It's always world. here. We can't find it up here nowhere. Why? It is. I don't know. We. I found at Target. At they had like, uh, I think you could get ten, twelve packs for twenty bucks. 
Oh, wow. And they actually had, like, A&W. I got two A&W cream sodas, a Sunkist, a strawberry Sunkist, two grape Sunkists, uh, a Dr. Pepper, a cherry Dr. Pepper, a Mountain Dew, and the fucking red, white, and blue Mountain Dew, which sucks. That's I wondered gross. that. It's not good at all. It's it's fucking bad. Bad news. It'll be the last shit left in the fridge. So I stocked up on on some fucking uh like cream soda. You can find A and W cream soda. Yeah. Man, luckies. Yeah, in Pittsburgh, yeah, and all the time. What's the? I know. Since Joe's on here, I know that uh, like Indiana has the regional drink that everybody likes. It's called. Uh, a late one, A-L-A, and it's spelled A-L-A-L-E-8-1. And I know that Joe down there, they have, they love Big Red Soda. Is there like yeah. a, Pitts, a Pittsburgh regional soda that everybody digs? <clears throat> not iced tea, because iced tea is shit. I'll be honest, I don't know anymore. But yeah, Turner's iced tea here is big. That probably is the Pittsburgh drink. Yeah, that's probably the Pittsburgh drink pop. I mean, I know a lot of people back in the day used to drink Fago around here. Because they're Juggalos? No, just because that was the thing. But I don't know if there's like a like a generic or like an off-brand pop that people drink. But Turner's Iced Tea, yeah, that's... Ugh. Anyway, uh, I guess Terrence Mann can't see me. It says black. He says black screen. Uh, any more questions from anybody? Uh, we gotta start getting on with the show. So, yeah, Joe, we talked to, I know Texans love Big Red Soda. And they love, uh, Lone Star Beer. I think Lone Star Beer. I don't know. Maybe it's some, I think, I know you guys got Iron City. Texas has Lone Star. I don't know what Indiana, the regional beer, would probably... Yeah, but you know what? Iron City has kind of gone away with... It's shit. Well, besides that, but uh, also, too, with Iron City moving out of the city, it's kind of gone by the wayside. It's Oh, they fucking jumped ship. Took off. Yeah, they moved out to Latrobe and stuff like that. Wasn't there a beer called Latrobe? Uh, yes, but there I was also so. Rolling Rock was made in Latrobe before it got bought by, bought up by Budweiser. Rolling Rock tastes like peanuts to me, and that's really gross. Gross. Uh, T-shirt Joe says, <laughs> "What was Vic- <laughs> Joe watched Alien? I guess. Yes, what he was, did. What was uh Vic- Veronica Cartwright's job on the Nostromo? Seems like all she did was whine and be a cunt. <laughs> yep, I'm I dude, I'm with him. I don't know." Didn't I am wait. so with him on that. Veronica Cartwright is the chick from Happy Days, right? No, she's from TV show. No, Veronica Cartwright is the she is the blonde windy chick. On, yeah, but she yeah. was on a TV show before she was in the movies. Oh, I don't know. I think she was on Happy Days. Was she? I I want to I don't know. Lost in Space maybe. I think Lost in Space. I'm looking this up. Veronica Cartwright. I think she was the mom on Lost in Space. Oh, Jesus Christ, she's still acting. I'm in the 80s here. Here we go, 60s. Now, Alfred Hitchcock, Bob Hope, Dick Powell, Twilight Zone, The Birds, Leave It, Leave it to Beaver, 
I don't know. I I feel like she was the mom on Lost in Space. No. That'd have been too old. I don't know. Yeah. Beats me. Fuck, fuck aliens. I can't. Ever since my Yafet Kodo run in, I cannot watch anything with Yafet Kodo in it. <laughs> I love your hatred for that man. It's almost as good as my hatred for Mothra. I fuck. You have your fucking celebrity hatred with David Naughton. I'll have mine with Yafet Kodo. Yeah. He's fucking asshole in his goddamn Kool Aid pimp suit. Fuck that guy. <laughs> douche. Anyway, I think we should get off of Facebook Live. Anybody got any more questions? You better. Shit them out in about 10 seconds. Or I am going to shut this son of a bitch down. My dog is fucking passing out over here. So, uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got, we have somebody, somebody decide, uh, uh, Beatrix B. Mayu has said, well, looks like I signed back on the Facebook on just the right day. Not sure about all the right moves, but Bruce Willis's Willie in Color of the Night, I memorized it as a girl. Woot woot! Oh, wait, we got another another celebrity penis sighting? Yes, in Color of Night. Bruce Willis drops dong in Color of the Night. Apparently. T-shirt Joe, what is the best celebrity peen scene in, in history? I mean, we, had, we have speculation that, uh... Tom Cruise dropped dong in all the right moves. Uh, I guess we have confirmation that Bruce Willis dropped dong in Color of the Night. Um, I want to know T-Shirt Joe's take on celebrity dicks. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like, <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if somebody like found Kenny Rogers dick in some old fucking Western. The gambler, he drops trowel on accident. You can see his fucking balls. Oh, we also oh. talked about John Ritter's Ding Dong. I was going to say, Kenny Rogers, before he was Kenny Rogers, he was doing, like, some hippie stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he did some, like, hippie music, and I forget who uh, famous he did the album with, but, like, he has, like, done a couple of songs that people listen to, and you don't realize it's him. Oh, shit. Ed Demko's on here. We're going to have Wrestle Chat now. Wrestle Chat. Bad Lieutenant Harvey Keitel dong. Oh, I always forget that. Shit, man. I forgot Harvey Keitel's ding dong. Is that a stunt dong? Because, no, that was no, he was dancing around proud of his fucking tiny Elvis. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. We got to get out. We're talking about celebrity dicks here, man. We got to get out of here. (laughs) We got to go, guys. We'll see you next week. We strayed way too far off the path talking about celebrity dicks. <laughs> really? Who would yeah. give you that idea? I don't know. Do you want to watch this trailer I sent you? I yeah, think I think like I've great seen this trailer, movie. but sure. Let me... Uh... I, I, I will preface this to say this is a trailer for a movie called Suburbicon. Directed yes. by George Clooney and written by the Coen brothers. So it's not exactly horror movie material but it looks it, it caught my eye yeah, That's what yeah. I said. so you got pulled up uh give me one second okay it looks great like i love i think george Clooney's a great director i'm a big fan of that movie he did about the guy from the gong show like that guy is fucking chuck barris is an endless amount of like fascination 
to me because he claimed he was a fucking hitman for the CIA and then he was on the gong show and it's just a really weird dude and yeah I can't remember the name of that movie off the top of my head for some reason a dangerous mo- no I don't remember I don't know George Clooney directed it shit wow it's like a really good movie and I can't fucking think of it anyway you got that pulled up okay hold on a second Terrence emailed me something and I was <laughs> is it more Don Mattingly <laughs> He has the pictures on his uh, Facebook I've page. Him. I've seen them. Yes, that came out of my basement. Jesus Christ. You're going to find the Ark of the Covenant down there. And, like, right next to Hoffa. Dude, I started selling boxes of hockey cards at the flea market. Jesus Christ. And I sold, uh, uh, what was the other thing I sold? Oh, Monster High Roller Skates. Okay. <laughs> I sold those there, too. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Let's watch this fucking trailer. Okay. Okay, three, two, one, go. I think this movie looks... It, it, it's fucking Coen Brothers. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like parents. Yeah. I mean, they nailed the 50s. Fido. Yeah. You need to get up. There are men in the house. Matt Damon. <laughs> it's gonna be like ultra violent and funny, and I like that. I can tell. Yeah. Julianne Moore, Jesus Christ, she's hot. Yes. You know a character named Rizzoli? He's a loan shark. If you were into the mob. I used to not like her, but as the years have gone on. I don't. She, she yeah. just fits into stuff. Oh, she got smoked in the nose. This is the last time that time was gonna She's she picks really good movies, like movies I like. Yeah. It's not that I like her. It's that I like her. The movies that she, she picks to be in. And you know what? To be totally honest, she did a really good job taking over uh, Jodie Foster. The Hannibal series. Oh yeah, I. I my problem was never with her being in the movie as much as Jodie Foster should have been in the movie to begin with. Matt Damon's fucking killing people with garbage. Like, any progress on the fireplace poker? We got killed a couple of days ago. Life? Yeah, I guess he probably is too. I'm here to collect. I want all of them. I like Oscar Isaac. Nothing like this ever happens here. This is a safe place. It was. Tell mom. And of course, Julianne Moore's crying. Yep. You ever see that video of like the supercut where Julianne Moore cries in every movie? No. It's hilarious. I I will say this. I'm probably not going to get her to theater to see this, yeah. but I do. Want to see this movie? <laughs> Get out of here on your tiny bike! I think this looks fucking great, and it's R, it's rated R. So yeah, you can't go wrong with that. I don't know, that just looked fucking. It know, just looks like al- a good alternative movie. Yeah, that you know, something to have out there. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, speaking of alternative movies, let's talk, let's talk about the Spanish made people who own the dark. Okay. That was my pick this week. Well, actually last week, but Rodrigo fucked that all up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rodrigo I know he was on. bitching about work. Uh, he had to work. Yeah. Um, anyway. Very soon there will be nothing between you and the people who own the dark. The people who own the dark. Inside a secluded executive retreat, the world's most respected men prepare for a weekend that promises every earthly treasure. If during, before, or after dinner, one of the guests should feel the desire to commit lustful acts with any of the young women, the latter shall submit to it. But the satisfaction of this desire shall be performed in the presence of all the other guests. While outside, in their own world of darkness, they gather. Drawn by the scent of the living, they prepare for a night of unearthly horror. I had heard about this movie from I don't I think I saw the poster. Oh, just a second. I think I saw the poster, and it, I was like, "Man, that looks really fucking cool." I don't know what this. I've heard about this movie, but I, I had no idea what it was about. Turns out, I don't know in what shape or form Paul Nashi is involved in this. But I know he is, and that is a guy. Have you ever checked out any of his stuff? Yeah, I've seen several things. I have seen nothing. I just know of him. And he's, I think he's in this movie. I just don't know. Yes, he is. He's in it big time. He is. Which guy is he? Is he the guy who looks like Joe Dante? Um, yeah, he's the dude that wants to kill the blind people right away. No matter what goes down. Okay, because I I couldn't fucking keep, like I could keep track, but, you know, it was much more fun to me to have alternate names for these people. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about them, uh, I'm going to talk about them with their alternate aliases. But this is basically a retelling of Night of the Living Dead, kind of, but with a really, like the angle of this movie is really fucking cool. I was going to say, not even, I wasn't getting the vibe of Night of Living Dead. I was getting more of the vibe of Last Man on Earth kind yeah, of vibe. Same. It's a siege movie. It's a siege movie. I bet you John Carpenter's a big fan of this movie. Probably. Yeah, but yeah, it, like on some yeah. of the Nashy stuff, like he had, like, 
He's from Spain. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff he did is basically from the 60s and 70s, I believe. Yeah. And basically, like, he has his cult fans. Yeah, there are dudes that love this guy that come to Wasteland. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm just looking through his list real quick, stuff that I may have seen, like The Mummy's Revenge, Curse of the Devil. I've seen The Werewolf versus The Vampire Woman. Yeah. Uh, trying to look some of the other stuff real quick. Um, maybe... I know I've seen a, probably about six or seven of his films. I know he's got a big following. I'm just not... One of those guys, I guess, maybe because I haven't checked out all this stuff, but I will now because I, I fucking love this movie. Yeah, because I just seen a werewolf in the Amazon. I just seen that because uh, Synapse sent out. I believe it was Synapse that sent out like a that just came out on some kind of new DVD. So and you got the screener because you blew the guys at Synapse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I got the screener anyway. Yeah, this is kind. It's a siege movie, kind of. Uh, by the in the vein of Night of the Living Dead, Assault on Precinct 13. They, they've all been influenced by this, I feel. Um, it anyway, could have, yeah. It's 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 about... Uh, there's kind of the first five, ten minutes or... It's a Spanish movie, and it was kind of hard to tell what was going on. There's a Russian guy who is like a scientist or something, and he gets a call at a bar... Um, saying you need to get back here something's going on and he's like well there's one of two things going on either a they're bluffing or b they're not i'll see you next weekend yeah basically he he seems like he gets this call on a regular basis yeah and did you find it weird that he just didn't pay for the drink and left yeah i was wondering that myself (laughs) like the guy didn't pay get him um anyway uh they're all these kind of rich people they seem to be all doctors um they're converging on this big mansion on the hillside of this of the of spain uh basically you could have called the first 20 minutes of this movie uh how to set up a rich person orgy yes exactly what they're doing yes there's i think a lot because they, they're basically getting their freak on at the yeah. charles band castle yeah they are it's charles band Charles Band's fucking fuck, fuck castle over there in Spain. Before Charles Band owned it, they were just fucking in the basement. But yeah, there's a there's an or I don't think it's an orgy. What they're doing is all these doctors show up, they wear masks, and they go down in the basement, and they're they even follow the one lady who's going to be a chick, and she's like, you know, I have kids, I need the money, that's why I'm back here. Mm-hmm. And they're they're gonna in. They lay the ground rules out. They're all sitting at a table. They lay the ground rules out that says, look, you can do anything you want to these women, but you have to do it in front of everyone else. And they all take drugs that just kind of like nothing, they just pour powder in their drinks and nothing comes of that, which I thought was really weird. But then, you know, this lady starts to get a little freaky and the whole town shakes. The whole place seems like there's an earthquake going on that turns out, um, no, the bombs have fallen. And everyone outside of this place has been affected, and they've gone blind. It's kind of like a Night of the Comet thing. Yeah, yes, very much, or Mask of the Red Death. Yes. It's very 
much like both of those. Um, and they're, they find this out and they're like, we need to go. We, we're, we're taking, it's really cool. I thought was because like they give the speech where we don't, it, this isn't about, you know, black people, white people don't exist anymore. Everyone's here. We're all on the same level and we're here for pleasure. We're going to live like the Marquis de Sade in total decadence and nobody's better than anybody else. And then the shit happens and it's like, they're all on the same team. It's like, they're not like, well, here's the chicks that we're going to fuck. And here's the rich people. They're all in it together. And they just make no, no fucking mention of, of it ever again. And I thought that was really cool. Like none of the social boundaries existed after this happened. (coughs) Anyway, they figure out nuclear war has happened. The bombs have fallen. Everyone outside is now blind. So they take stock of what they have in the mansion. They realize uh, the next day they need to go into town, down to the village, where they have figured out everyone's blind. But uh, what was with the – there's a leader of these blind people. And it's clearly a chick with – did you – I thought it was the dude, the blind dude that was already blind. That's that a girl. Was, I'm pretty sure that's a chick. Dude. I thought it was a dude. Either with way, the, with the that person gear? was bl- was blind before the blast or whatever yeah. happened to begin with. But we're talking about the same person, the, the person with the fake beard. Like, I believe so, like, yeah. Dirt rubbed on her face. Yeah. I'm sure that's a chick. And they never make mention of it. I'm no, like, they don't. I don't they know don't. what the fuck that's about, but whatever. And they, they're exploring, looking for food. One of the guys kind of fucking loses his shit and stabs to death one of the blind people in town. And he ends up getting killed. They go down to this. They figure out all the blind people are up at this monastery. And they go check it out. And they're all in this fucking basement. And it looks like a blind person mosh pit. Just going kind of crazy. They don't know what the fuck is going on. Uh, They end up getting no supplies. They go back. They tell the people that the one guy... Uh, had an accident and he died. And then what happens is like, it kind of goes, I don't know. Like you have four main dudes here. You have Joe, da- like Spanish Joe Dante. You have Spanish Paul Smith, the big fat guy. Oh yeah. The dude, it's going crazy. Yeah. yeah he ends doctor. up losing his shit and kind of reverting back into a childlike state. Yeah, he's going differently than the other people that are being affected about what's going on. Right, he he, he loses his fucking marbles. Just He just snaps. So that's Spanish Paul Smith. You got Spanish Joe Dante. You got Spanish Sean Connery and Spanish Dick Miller. Yeah. <laughs> They're all in here, and you know, the blind people at one point come up to the house and say they're just chanting murderer. And it's a siege movie from then on, on out. Uh, in the middle of the movie, one of the chicks and the Russian scientists decide they're going to just take a car and leave. And the one Paul Nashy guy, he's starting to kind of turn against everybody. He takes a pop shot at him with the fucking rifle because they're stealing his car. And they're like, we have enough cars. Don't fucking worry about it. But they go off. Uh, their storyline gets picked up at the end. And, you know, Paul Nashi kind of goes crazy and kills everybody. They start shooting the fucking blind people that are basically zombies. But I love, I'm going to get spoilery. 
I loved how this movie ended, Tim. I fucking loved it. Uh, I was like, they, they just, out of nowhere, towards the last 15 minutes, they pick up with the Russian scientist that left. And he's picked up by, like, looks like extras from some Joe D'Amato movie. Yep. <laughs> In their fucking flame-retardant, germ-proof silver suits. It's kind of like the same ending for Soylent Green. It, I've never seen that, but I know the ending. Yeah, you're right. Um, they they hear on the radio that finally comes back on. This is look, uh, everybody start going to the highway. Make your make your way north. Uh, we're gonna have buses pick you up, and they figure out the radiation cloud is blowing towards the mansion. Uh, that's bad news. But they pick the Russian scientist and the girl up, put them in the back of the bus with a bunch of people, and gas them to death and turn into a body pit in a quarry and just throw their bodies in there and the yep. movie's over. And I was really shocked that I liked this movie as much as I did. This movie had really cool, and I hate to say it, had really cool atmosphere. I love that it was completely different than anything I've ever seen. I thought it was a really cool take on the kind of a zombie movie idea. I just thought this movie was overall creepy as shit. It's kind of like... What if children uh, who could kill a child meets Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. I loved it. What would you think of it, Tim? I enjoyed it. I don't know if I liked it as much as you did, but I did like the apocalyptic atmosphere. I, I liked. Knew you would. Yeah, I liked how, like, these government officials are – I see, I like the setup because it, it – yeah. the, if there's one thing that I really enjoyed, it was the setup. Of it now, I do think something gets lost in translation. It does. If uh, uh, just translation of Spanish to English and stuff of that nature, which is fine. But uh, oh, and it's not seventy three; it was seventy six. I'm sorry. Didn't oh, want... okay. Um, but it just to set up and just to have like this is this is the background that you know. We're going to use as the the apocalypse happens. These government officials are just banging whores, basically. Yeah. And just it, it kind of l- l- reminds me of the Roman scene in West, the original Westworld movie, uh, where you could just that's what you're going to go do. Is I'm going to go be with the Romans and I'm going to bang everyone, and that's kind of like the feel of this. And then all just in the middle of it, you drop, okay. Apocalypse is happening. Uh, everybody around you is blind, and you now realize you have to survive not only the blast, but the village of blind people that are pissed off at you trying to survive and not help them. But what, the the thing it gets it is the ending, like you said. I was just like, yep. You easily could have given this, like, hey, happy ending, blah, 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 uh-huh. blah. And I just enjoyed, like, they put the music on, just like Soylent Green. And it's like, hey, we don't care who you are. We even told them, hey, we picked up this guy. And they're like, fuck him, kill him anyhow. And yeah. I just, I thought that was a great ending. Short, sweet, got to the point kind of ending. And that's what it made it cool, because it's like, hey, we're going to start without you anyhow. We're just purging everybody. Mm-hmm. Did you know uh, the one piece of trivia says uh, the English version of this movie, which is the one I assumed we watched, 
took all its music from the blob. Really? Yeah. I thought that was cool. That is. I didn't, I didn't realize that. But I, I love it. I'm going to give this a three and a half out of four. I, this is probably going to make my top ten of the year. I like um, it that much. Yeah, I'm giving it two and a half out of four. That doesn't mean I didn't like it. I Like I said, I just think it got lost in translation. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I'm going by age and what's lost in translation, but I still enjoyed the movie. It was definitely different, definitely you, very cool. This would be like a prime title for like Synapse to pick up and yeah. clean up. Yeah, I, I just have a feeling that this cleaned up would look amazing. It's just it, it it looks so fucking creepy. Maybe you should talk to the that guy that runs that wants to run Sci-Fi Channel again. Maybe he can. Help oh, you I've forgotten that dude's name already. Shit, Ed Helms or whatever you you told me that dude's name was. Maybe he'll help you get a run. Oh, Leon El Hefe. I should talk to El Hefe. El Hefe. Yeah. Oh, F.A. will get you give wrong. Me some of that, give me some of that sci-fi box. Yep. I don't know. I'm just surprised he came on our podcast since we don't have any Rondos. But anyway, um, your pick this week, you found another Ron Perlman Fights Animals movie. At Brookdale Institute, they try to help you. I'm going to take very good care of you here. They try to tell you your nightmares are not real. Something the walls. Do you hear it? They are wrong. Yes, well, he doesn't fight them directly, but he is unfortunate. Yes. Uh, Hold on a second. Uh, Killer Rats, which is just a random rat movie that I found quite a few years ago. And, of course, I bought it on DVD. Uh, it was only a couple of bucks at that time. But basically, a reporter has an idea to basically send his girlfriend into a asylum that's about to be privatized by some big corporation that does experiments. And basically, they think they're getting into the drug rehab business or basically looking for mental patients to try their drugs on. And they say this reporter, his girlfriend, Samantha, I believe that's her name, sends her in. And she basically, you know, the reason she got sent there is like she had a bottle of uh, tequila and she tried to kill herself, has like this background. And she gets in there and basically she's going to wander around. And she even runs into somebody that's supposedly semi-famous, It's had a breakdown. Meanwhile... There is rats, like the the beginning of it is literally like kind of a scene out of an alligator. Basically, yeah. two people are down in a sewer, they break through a wall. Next thing you know, they get pulled through the wall and they get eaten. There's a lot of cool gore shots. That's the weird thing about this movie. Uh, cool practical gore shots at times, and then there is some bad CGI rats shots. But For sure. that didn't stop it from being an awesome rat movie. Uh, basically, Ron Perlman is introduced as the doctor who's trying to help Samantha and his other patients. And we get introduced into this weird janitor dude that 
along the way, you find out more about him. And basically, as Samantha sneaks around the facility during the, the night and getting stuff out, people are starting to die off. And the newspaper's trying to figure out how can they get her out of there now that she's in there illegally. And meanwhile, she's figuring out this is much bigger. Something else is going on than just like a drug company trying to privatize. And eventually she's introduced to the rats and presto, changeo, the janitor talks to the rats. Apparently <laughs> he was experimented on and bitten by a rat as a kid. And now he's able to talk to rats. There's a giant rat that was feeding on everything underneath the asylum. Now it's eating the patients, and it's there, and its friends are there eating everybody out of the asylum, and basically Samantha's just trying to escape. Like I said, Ron Perlman, it's very surprising. Like I liked him in the rules, the doctor, but I'm with you. I would have loved him being in this killing off rats and stuff like that. I can buy Ron Perlman as a lot of things. A doctor I don't think is one of them. <laughs> No, no, he it did. I was glad he's in the movie. I'm glad it wasn't just like a cameo appearance. Like oh, he actually sure, yeah. had a lot of lines in this. But yeah, if there's he just did seem out of place in this movie. He doesn't scream doctor to me. Pirate, caveman, hellboy. Yeah, doctor. Nah. Yeah, he he just yeah he it, it just didn't fit the bill. But I still enjoyed him being there, and I enjoyed this movie immensely for how cheesy it is. Yeah, it, uh, it, it just yeah, I love the gore and I love the rats, but man, some of that CGI shots it was horrible. But yeah, I love rat killer rats. I've given it four stars because it is a killer rat movie, and it had Ron Perlman. I love the stuff. What did you think of it, sir? Well, our our theory holds sway. There's never been a bad rap movie, and this one is not bad either. No. I liked it. I liked I liked how like almost kind of you know if you could have told somebody that this was Graveyard Shift Part Two that didn't know better, maybe they might have believed you. I kind of like that. I, I I love rap movies. They're great. It, you know, you want Ron Perlman in your movie before you want Ron Perlman not in your movie. Yeah, exactly. I just he <laughs> I wouldn't say he was miscasted. He just felt no. out of place. Yeah. But the, th- but the thing is, if you got Ron Perlman, there was really no other place you were going to have him in Killer Rats. No, you're putting him in there. I would have much rather seen like him fight. You know, like we found in the fucking monkey movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Primal primal Force, yeah. Man, I could just see Ron Perlman grabbing, like, rats by the tail and just hitting them up against a wall. I would have just fucking shit myself. That would have been the best. But, yeah, everybody, there's not nothing. Did you see who directed this? No, I was not paying attention. Tybertokics of The Gate and The Gate 2. I Okay. And I was going to ask you that because I thought I seen the name and I was like, ah, that's not that. It was one of those things like, ah, no. You know what I mean? I, I didn't think twice of it. That's the dude. Huh. That's the guy. So, you know, you got a competent filmmaker. Yeah. I know he did a lot of shit for Sci-Fi Channel. That's probably oh, yeah. why Tim Gross likes it. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to check with El Jefe for that. But, yeah, uh, yeah man, I could recommend this. Just know... Yeah, that CGI is pretty bad. But, yeah. you know, low-budget movie, what do you want? I can't fault it for that. 
But the gore effects were fucking great. Jesus yeah, Christ. they are. I yeah, man. Our hero. That's what I got to say. Our theory holds sway. There's never been a bad rap movie. Uh, if anybody out there can tell us there's a bad rap movie, I'd love to be proven wrong. I've never seen a bad rap movie ever. I mean, this ain't no Deadly Eyes, but you know, whatever. It'll do in a pinch. I'll give it a two and a half out of four. I wish I had this on DVD. I have it on DVD. Of course you do. <laughs> you probably got it for free at some fucking flea market some guy gave you. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got a we got a show next week too. What are we gonna do next week? I don't know. What am I doing next week? Am I doing Warlock? You are doing Warlock. Okay, then I'm doing Warlock. And we got Mo coming back after a long time. We haven't had we haven't talked to Mo. And Mo yeah. is gonna be doing some movie called The Dark Power with yep. Lash Larue. Yes. That Tim gave me a long time ago. That yes. I pulled out of my fucking DVD shelf because you gave it to me and I said, oh, I have that. And since it's a devil-themed movie, kind of, I'm going to mm-hmm. be doing a devil movie. And Well, uh, I wanted something different than Devil's Candy. One, just because yeah. we, we already talked about it. And two... You weren't too hot on it. Yeah. Understandable. Um, I'm going to be doing Constantine. I think that movie is... Keanu Reeves? I just watched that again. I think that movie is vastly underrated. Super underrated. But anyway, that's next week. What do you got to do? What do you got to pimp, Tim? Of course. Where can people come see Tim to give him free movies? Well, that just passed. You can see... The the only next show I'm doing is Cinema Wasting Land and Living Dead Festival, which isn't for a couple of months. months, A couple of months. So and that's not until end of September. But you can always find me here at Bloodbass and Boomsticks, grossmoviereviews.com. And if you would like to get the books that are needed for your kids for back to school, you can mm-hmm. go to Hulu.com. Just go to their bookstore, put in gross movie reviews, and they will pop up. Your kids will be the coolest kids in the school. Guaranteed. I've got nothing to pimp. Uh, I started writing my book this week. Haven't got too far into it, but I'm shooting for 400, 400 things, 400, whatever, not reviews, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. It's early. I'm not even going to talk about it, but once it's out, it'll be out. I don't know. <laughs> um, next week, Mo's coming on. That's always fun. We haven't talked to that dude forever. Yeah. I can't wait. So we're out of here. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again All right, first of all, we'll start the day off by telling you whew, It is Rolex time Why do you eat pizza? Not people. Brains. Brains only. Yes. Why? Today. I'm going to punch you in the ovary. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Straight shot. Oh, ow. Right to the baby maker. Ah, why you can't, monkey boy. No matter where you go, there you are. Go fuck an iceberg. Obviously, you're not a golfer. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. 
grant me revenge. And if you do not listen, then the hell with you. If you go, it's gonna turn out bad. Bitches leave. Mecca, mecca, high, mecca, hidey ho. Each day's a gap. Did you see? Did you see? The doctor and me, did you see? You make one more drug deal with that idiot fucking cop magnet of a cousin of yours. And I'll forget your grandmother was so nice to me. I'll cut your fucking nuts off. You understand that? Uh, uh, I swear my fucking mother, if you touch her again, you're dead! Uh. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.